Hello to all you doinks out there, and welcome back to week nine, Nueve. Yes, week of nine. The sports podcast. And this is going to be a relatively quick episode because there isn't much going on in the wide world of sports outside of really the NFL, which is our weekly recap. Yeah, NHL, we kind of hit every couple of weeks. Yep. Um, um, there's been a lot going on in the NBA, even though we don't talk about it. We will, um, I will bring up a couple of things before the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, Major League Baseball really isn't going to ramp up until winter meetings. Yep. Um. So. It's NFL time, and it's, you know, the season has uh, pretty much started to shape up. We're starting to see yeah, who's... Yeah, we're trying... To, we're silently finally... Oh, God, starting we're starting to, to finally, finally get um, who's going to be in the, the playoff playoffs. pictures. Yes. There's one division right now that's kind of still up for grabs. There's a couple, but one that's definitely still up for grabs is the NFC East. Um. Well, no. There's... There's three divisions that are still up for grabs. We'll get to them when we do our standings. Um, but there is definitely three divisions still up for grabs. Yeah. Um, there aren't any divisions that are technically locked up except for the AFC East, in my opinion. And again, we'll get to that when we get to the uh, to the um, standings and we yeah. go over each division. But we're gonna start with that mess that we kind of talked about last week. Brown Steelers. Brown Steelers. Um, you know, we didn't get into the scores. We only kind of got into the ruckus of what happened there. Yeah. Um, Browns did win that game, twenty-one-seven. Um, you know, obviously we already discussed the brawl with eight seconds to go in the game. Stupid. Lot of, stupid. Stupid. Uh, several players were suspended. Fines handed out. Um, there were some adjustments to the suspensions this week. Yep. Miles Garrett is still indefinitely suspended. Nothing has changed on his front. Good. Uh, Marquise Pouncey was changed from a three-game suspension to a two-game suspension. Understandable. He was protecting his teammate. Yeah, kind of thuggish, kicking someone yeah, in the head and stuff like but that. But, like, he was protecting his teammate. I understand them reducing a sentence. Yep, uh, one game. One game. O- um, Ogan Joby, who was the defensive player who came in and cleaned out Ra- Rudolph at the from end, behind, from yeah. behind, he still is serving a single-game suspension. Yep. Obviously, all those players, along with um, Rudolph... Team. Well, Rudolph, they all received individual fines, yeah. and then each team was fined subsequently $250,000. Yep. Now, um, this is a major indictment of the Cleveland Browns, in my opinion. Um, I said it last week. Freddie Kitchens should be fired. Yep. Uh, he, he still hasn't been. He has no right to be a head coach in the NFL at this point because you have, honestly, all that talent on that team. And I was actually talking to a buddy of mine, Serino, and we had a discussion yesterday. And in that discussion, he th- he th- foresaw this because he saw that you have all this talent. So who's the head coach? And it's a, it's a nobody named Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, he he wasn't prepared to deal with no, all these personalities. Um, obviously, the big thing if you want to talk about the game itself is Rudolph really sacked the Steelers in this game. Yeah, four turnovers and, and basically sealed. You know the doom, the inevitable. Yeah. So if if that fight never happened, that would have been a clean win for the Browns. Oh yeah, yeah. They dominated in the game. Yeah, know, forcing four turnovers. Which from is Rudolph. a huge, a huge divisional win for them. Yeah, it is because it puts them only now one game behind the Steelers in that division. That division may already be over with the way the Ravens are playing. But again, oh, yeah. Well, let's get to the standings at the end of this, and yeah. we'll see where everybody's sitting and where we think. Yeah. Um. Speaking of the Ravens, absolute domination. Absolutely. Which domination. I thought this game was going to be a lot closer than it actually I was. I know, especially with two superb quarterback talents. Yeah, they faced off in college, and, and now they're facing off in the, yeah, in the big NFL. leagues again. And um, I'll tell you something right now. It's it's uh, it's great that 
Jackson is creating this much of an uproar in the NFL because most young quarterbacks when they come into the league, um, either A, they're thrown into the grinder and they don't succeed or they do succeed. B, they can spend a year behind somebody and learn whatever offensive system that the yeah. NFL coaches got. But that's not what Harbaugh has done with um, Jackson here. No. What he's done is he has taken everything that Jackson was good at in college, the offense he understood in college, has introduced that into his own team, made mm-hmm. everybody else kind of learn that offense, and sprinkled in a little things for Lamar to be like, hey, this is what I need you to do. This is what you need to learn this week. Yeah. This is what you need to... This Jackson- is the team you're about to face. This is what you need to prepare for. Yes. And it has worked swimmingly. Oh, yeah, he's a, he he's in that contention. He's I mean, in MVP contention. Yeah. I mean, even the uh, interview at the end of the game with Ingram... You know, yeah. standing at the podium, talking about this is the real deal. Anybody yeah. who anybody who thinks otherwise, come and talk to me. I'll be yeah. here. He's he's basically uh, his hype man. Yeah, that, that's it's him and him and Wilson. They're your yeah. two MVP guys right now. Yeah, you know, Mahomes with his injury kind of took himself out of the running. Yeah, um, Matt Ryan. If uh, we'll talk about him in a few minutes, um, if he was on a winning team, we'd be talking about him for MVP. Yeah, um, Dak Prescott is kind of mm. getting lost in the shuffle again. We'll talk about him in a few minutes. Um, he's leading the league in passing. But it's just what Lamar Jackson is doing. He's so dangerous. It, yeah. He's that true he's dual so threat. He's so mobile. And it's funny because players are reaching out to Michael Vick right now and asking, hey, how do we stop this guy? Yeah. Because he is this, this generation's Michael Vick. Yeah. Um, the big thing, if you really want to talk about in this game, um, it was just a blowout, like we said. Yeah. The, the Texans were never in this game. The Ravens completely dominated. Um, now we're going to talk about another blowout, and we're going to talk about the Falcons. The Falcons have won two in a row yeah. on the back of their defense. That was Swiss mm-hmm. cheese all year. Now all of a sudden it's like, oh, we got six sacks last week. Let's get another five this week. Yeah. Hey, we haven't forced turnovers all year. Here's Let's get four. four hints. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, destroyed the Panthers twenty nine three. Um, again, like I said, Matt Ryan would be getting MVP discussion if his team wasn't so bad. It's the truth. Yeah, the guy's put up great numbers this year. He's missed a game. Um, he sat one game, but he's still putting up. You know numbers that dwarf almost everybody else in the league except for Prescott for, yeah. for passing numbers. Yeah, and this this Falcons defense that we have said is Swiss cheese has really shown that they're not that much Swiss cheese. They still are. Last two weeks, yeah, they, they, it's but, a flash in the pan. But they're still they still shut from- down Mister Ninety Nine. They shut down Christian McCaffrey. No, McCaffrey had a good game. They didn't shut him down. They just didn't let him get in the end zone. Yeah, he had his numbers. He went over two hundred yards all purpose. It's just the thing is, is they let him do his thing, and then they let Allen make all the mistakes, throwing it to him, eating sacks, holding on to the ball too long. What Kyle Allen is, he's still a young, yeah. developing quarterback. Yeah, it's like on the absolute opposite end of the spectrum of uh, Lamar Jackson. Yes, where yeah. he's a brand new quarterback, and he's showing that he's a brand new quarterback. Yeah, Lamar Jackson is a brand new quarterback, but it's showing MVP qualities. Yeah, exactly. Um, is this his rookie year? No, Lamar no, Jackson was a rookie last year. year. Yeah, okay. he was a rookie last year. Because I was going to say, he has a very, very good chance of being rookie of the year if he was a rookie this year. Now, the crazy thing is, you were talking about Mr. Mr. 99, 99 McCaffrey. He's on pace right now to break Darren Sproles' record. All-purpose yeah. yards. And speaking of Darren Sproles, he's retired. I know. He officially retired after his injury. I know. That's which sad. is why, when we talk about uh, the Eagles game, why we picked up who we did. Yes. Um, who didn't do anything. play in the game. Yeah. He didn't even... Get a sack. He didn't yeah. get in. Get a snap. Yeah. Um. So, McCaffrey, even being on this losing team, let me ask you this: If he breaks Sproles' record, 
even if let's say the Panthers finish six and ten, seven and nine, does McCaffrey get the offensive player of the year? As you've mentioned in the past, I feel like these awards don't go out to losing teams. Unfortunately, McCaffrey one hundred percent deserves it, but I feel like it would go to the runner up of the MVP race. See, the MVP to me is just the, the, the best quarterback in the league. Whoever whoever whatever quarterback is on a good team is always going to be in the MVP running. So what I feel like is if Wilson wins the MVP, Jackson gets the old boy. See, if I if I, McCaffrey, if the Panthers are a an under five hundred team. See, I think it the the offensive play of the year is going to boil down to three players in my opinion. Um Christian McCaffrey. Yep. Dalvin Cook. Yep. Michael Thomas. Okay. Those are the three. Okay. I mean, and we're talking about, you know, why is Minnesota as good as they are? It's because of, you know, the fact that Dalvin Cook is yeah. Mr. Do Everything. Yeah, um, that's very, very true. So it's going to come down to those three. Now, two of those three are on winning teams. Michael Thomas and Dalvin Cook. And McCaffrey isn't. And McCaffrey isn't. But what I can say is if he goes out and he does break Darren Sproles' record. He'll get Opoy. He has to get Opoy. He has to. He's He's been everything. He's been the offensive player of the year for a team that isn't winning in spite of him, that just not winning because yeah. you have a defense that has Luke Keekley and they're not they're not really stopping people. And you got yeah. an offense that's centered to go completely around him and he has no protection around him. Greg Olson hasn't shown up this year. He loses his number one quarterback, Cam Newton. I was going to say, if Cam Newton didn't get hurt, are the Panthers a different team? No. No, they're the same team. Really? Yeah, Kyle Allen's a better pure quarterback than Cam Newton. Really? Yeah. Wow. Better pure pocket passer. Cam Newton is a better athlete. He's able to get outside the pocket. He's able to make extend plays and stuff like that. He's but more that's also, on the side of Lamar Jackson. Correct, but that's also what's got him hurt. Yeah. Um, I he just, got ballsy and he got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt. I think um, I think Kyle Allen is just a better quarterback. I mean, I could be proven wrong by some of the ways he's been playing recently, but he was playing mistake-free football for a very long time and keeping yeah, the Panthers in a lot of games. Yeah, now he he's just now people have got film on him. And, you know, we'll talk about other quarterbacks, whether it's Mitchell Trubisky, whether it's uh, Deshaun Watson, whether it's Jacoby Brissett. As you start getting film on these quarterbacks, all of a sudden you start seeing their their windows starting to shrink and their mistakes starting to go up. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Another one. You know, we'll talk about him when we talk about the 49s, but he's making some mistakes that may hurt this team in the future. Yeah, he is. Um, We're going to go to the Cowboys. Again, we were already talking about Dak Prescott. He leads the NFL in passing. Uh, They win 35-27. Good game from Prescott. And a good game from the uh, backup quarterback from the Lions. You know, Driscoll. Yeah, Driscoll. Um, playing substitute again for Matt Stafford. He had a good game. He scored yeah, he did. through two touchdowns. Um, you know, I'm pretty th- sure he rushed for one, too. Um, he may have gotten in the end zone for a run. I didn't see it. I, I just know that he had two TD passes. I was just kind of looking over the stats real quick. Because, um, unfortunately, a game like this really isn't televised. No one uh, no one up here really cares about the Lions. Yeah. You know I mean, unless it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, but... Cowboys are continuing to lead that division, and when we again, when we get ourselves over to the uh, standings, I'll let you vent a little bit about that. Yeah, don't get me started on that right now. Uh, talking about Colts, Jaguars. Talking about an ex Eagle here, Nick Foles. I mean, the Colts do win thirty three thirteen, but Nick Foles was back, man. Yeah, but Foles is the only person to show up. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say. I. <laughs> I hate for my I hate myself for saying this because it's my boy Nick Foles, but bring back Minshew's mustache magic. They should just let him continue to play, man. They should let him finish the season. Yeah, especially in this division. 
Yes. Especially in this division. Yes. Especially. And the thing is, is the Colts, um, they've done everything in this game to perfection, protecting their quarterback by running the ball. Jacoby Brissett did a good job running the ball and a lot of read option stuff. It, it was very well designed. Now, yeah. as an Eagles fan, how much are you missing Frank Reich this year? How much am I missing, missing uh, Nick Foles this year? I mean, in this game, you had your former offensive coordinator go up against a quarterback who got you guys to a Super Bowl. So who are you missing more, Nick Foles or Frank Reich? Well, looking at our performance of our offense this year, I'd say Nick Reich. <laughs> Nick Reich? Frank Reich. Frank Reich, that's what okay. I meant. Because you just took two I was, of them and I, just smashed them well, together. Well, I mean, I want them both. I know Let's you be do. real. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. Of course you I want mean, them both. I mean, I get it. It's Golden Boy Wentz. But, like, well, give us Golden Boy Foles. Well, they spent the first round pick on him. Yeah. I mean, not many teams are willing to trade away the quarterback that they spent the first round. Oh, wait. Nope. Nope. That's not true because the uh, Cardinals did it. Yeah. For uh, for Allen. Sent him packing. Yeah. So, uh I don't know, man. I to me, your offense is in flux, and uh, Frank Reich knew how to press every button. Yeah, and he's doing a good job in 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 Indy. Indy. He's, he's doing, doing very, very well in Considering Indy. Considering this year started with them losing Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck to retirement, yes. not even to injury, nope. not even to said, something I, else. He's just like, eh, I don't want to play football nope, anymore. I'm done. I'm retired. Screw this. Yep. You guys go have fun. And are they not leading the AFC? So after North. Thursday, they're not. They're not no. leading the AFC South because the Texans beat them um, oh, yesterday. Okay. And um, now the Texans have a one-game lead. Okay. But, again, we'll get to the standings because yeah. when we get to the standings, dude, we're going to talk about this division. Yeah, we will. Um, Bills over Dolphins, 37-20. I saw that coming. Not much to talk about because no. the score doesn't even show how much of a blowout this really was. It's 37-20. Yeah. Seven points were on a um, on a kickoff return by the Dolphins. So, essentially, this should have been a, a 37-13 game. Um Get right game for the Bills, who just haven't been the same since the bye week. Yeah, um, they finally looked a little bit effi- uh, efficient. Um, they finally, al- they finally allowed uh, Josh Allen. Did they be- not start the season six and one? Yeah, they did. Yeah, the one loss was against the uh, the Pats at that point. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they just haven't looked. They haven't looked right since the bye week. No, they haven't. They've had to, they've had to eat some tough losses, and they just haven't played well. Um, you know, they're gonna they're gonna find a way to play themselves out of a wild card, but again. Standings, divisions, we'll talk about that later. Comeback of the night. The Vikings and the Broncos. This was a huge game to watch. I had a lot of fun watching this game. I am so mad at the Broncos. So I mad. know, because you needed the Vikings to lose this game. I didn't need the Vikings to lose this game. I could care less what happened with the Vikings in this game. Vic Fangio, former defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears, has played himself out of multiple wins this year. This team could be in the conversation in the AFC West for that division. Yeah. If he doesn't play or coach scared, he's coaching not to lose. He's not coaching to win. <laughs> yeah. That's his problem. Okay. That is a naggy trait because that's how Nagy's been coaching all year. Yeah. And I will go on my rant in a little bit. But the Broncos were up. And gave up 20 points in the fourth quarter to the Vikings. Yeah, they Made Kirk gave, Cousin. I think they gave up three total points. The rest of the game. In, in Yeah, they po- were up 20 to three, correct? They were up. Or 20 to nothing at half. Correct. And correct. they gave up 27 in the second half. Yeah. And they only scored a field goal. Yes. Yeah. 
Joe Flacco called out Fangio for coaching scared, and they got put on injured reserve. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. Vic Fangio is coaching scared. Yeah, he is. He is not coaching to win games, and it is maddening. Because I'm not a Broncos fan. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a Broncos fan. What I am is I'm, I'm a defensive football fan. Football fan. I love defense. Yeah. I, what I don't like seeing is giving up big leads like that. 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl. The Falcons have never been the same. Yeah. This game right here. This is the largest comeback in Minnesota Vikings history. History. Yeah. Okay. And they did it with Kirk Cousins. And this is this Kirk is, Cousins, dude. Come on. This is the first time in a team that was leading 20 plus to not uh, by leading by 20 points at the half. Zero and 99 were teams coming back from a 20 to nothing loss at the at the end of the first half. And boom, the Broncos did it. Kirk Cousins. I'm going to just say that name again because he looked like Fran Tarkenton in this game. He looked like the greatest quarterback in Minnesota Vikings history. <laughs> yeah. And he's garbage. Just hot he garbage. He looked like Brett Favre. Yes, yes. He had a Brett Favre game right. Great. Great call right there. He had a Brett Favre game right there. Yeah, he did. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I can't even say Dalvin Cook is the reason why they won this game because Dalvin Cook... No, Kirk Cousins won. Kirk Cousins was. Like, what? And you let... A couple weeks ago, you were absolutely crapping on Kirk Cousins. No, I'm still going to crap on Kirk Cousins because he's not good. He isn't. He has weapons around him. He has a coach who's finally got his head out of his ass, is coaching the right way, and they were utilizing Dalvin Cook. And when... Dalvin Cook was taken out of this game because you're down by 20 points. The Broncos yeah. took their foot off the throat. Like yeah, they took their foot off the gas oh, and they man. just let this the Vikings is, come back. Vic Fangio is a defensive coordinator who made Kirk Cousins look a, a, cry like a baby last year when the Bears when the Bears faced the the Vikings. He yeah. could have just went in with that game plan and done the exact same thing and they would have won this game. But yeah. no, Fangio goes and he screws up. It's like you, when you got your foot on the throat, and I'm gonna go back to 28 to three and the game. Yeah. End the game. Don't don't, don't let do up. something stupid. Don't like, let up. Don't don't go and throw the ball um three consecutive times, giving Brady over two minutes to come down the field and win the game or tie the game to go into overtime. Like, come on. That, that's that's what Fangio just did here. I'm gonna let you keep going because I gotta look something up about the twenty eight to three. well, next game, Saints and Bucks. Um obvious outcome here. Saints thirty four, Bucks seventeen. Our boy Jameis Winston, um, he's never gonna Come close to the uh, NFL record for most interceptions in a single season because no. that's a uh, 42 by George Blanda. Yeah, but I thought he had a lot more picks than he did because he's just been throwing it all over the field. I just think he has a lot of turnovers. I think he's been fumbling the ball a lot and stuff like that too. He yeah. only has he, only he only has 18 interceptions this year though. It's ridiculous. Only and it's what through week 11. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. But hey, um, the Saints have the most dangerous trio though in the NFL. Yeah, I, they do. Name really realistically, name me a better trio than any quarterback. I mean, because Bridgewater looked good, but I'm gonna go with Breeze, Kamara, and Michael Thomas. All right, so I'm not a Patriots fan. I am not a Patriots fan. I wouldn't even put the, the Patriots don't have a, a triple threat. Brady, Woodhead, uh, Walker. No, not even close, man. And it's Burkhead. Woodhead's not there anymore. Danny Woodhead's not there anymore. I know, but I'm saying when they had all three. No, I'm talking right now. This oh, year. Oh, right now? No, right nobody. Now. Nobody. No, oh. it's the Saints. Okay. The Saints have the most dangerous three. 
Because can you name another good three in the NFL right now? I'm trying to go through all the teams right now. Um, but I'm starting at the quarterback. Yeah, just start at the quarterback. Think of all the good quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, who's his running back? Can't name it. No. Okay, next. Uh, so Patrick if, Mahomes. No. I mean, he's got, if he, he does have Kareem Hunt right now. If, if he can actually get some good snaps and get some good runs... I might be a, a Eagles mark. Oh, here we but go. But it could be Wentz, Ertz, Ajayi. Come on. It's Alshon Jeffrey. Screw Jeffrey. <laughs> Forget Jeffrey. I mean, the only other trio that I could actually sit here and say is Forget dangerous. Forget Aguilar, too, while we're at it. Okay, well, you're not going to like this, but the only trio that I could say that you could talk about, Prescott, Elliott, and Amari Cooper. Okay. You know what? You know what? I'm not a Cowboys fan. I won't say I'm a Cowboys hater either. I hate them because they're against us in the division. Yeah. But the only issue with that team is that the players hate the coaching. (laughs) Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Bad coaching there. I I wouldn't even say it's bad coaching per se. It's just the players don't want to listen to the coaching. That's that's what's holding them back, my friend. That's what's holding them back. And just a quick side note on uh, Michael uh, Michael Thomas. From uh, the Saints, he already has 94 receptions this year. In, yeah, in 11 games, and he has over 1,100 yards receiving already. He may break the single season receiving yards mount by the end of the year. He could if yeah. he stays healthy. Um, another bond burner of the game, uh, Jets Redskins. Um, the thing that came out of this, I mean, Jets did win 34-17. Did you see the video of Dwayne Haskins on the sideline? No. Like talking to his offensive lineman, like you guys got to block for me, you guys got to help me out, no, and I they saw, all laugh that. at him. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about a team in turmoil? That's definitely... There, there you go. Right there. Yeah. But they're still not as bad as the Bears right now. Oh, no. No. Um, And, and, and just so you know, I officially hate um Sam Donald. Because anytime I don't pick the guy, he goes and he looks like an all-star. And then I go and I say, hey, he's going to he's gonna play good against this team. And he goes and throws it at ghosts. It's like, yeah. come on. Ridiculous. So you find what you're looking for? No, I haven't found it yet. Okay. I'll, I'll find it afterwards and All mention right. it too. So it, it's it's just that there was a there was a team that was winning twenty eight to three in one of the college games a couple weeks ago and lost. I think it was the Clemson game. Really? No, it was uh, LSU Bama. I think Bama was leading twenty eight to three and LSU ended up winning that game. Oh wow! Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it was a huge like upset in the first half and then it was like twenty eight to three. With like something left in the third, and then it just zoom came back and won. Here's a game that I enjoyed watching: um, 49ers and Cardinals. And I know the Cardinals are three seven and one right now. Um, and the 49ers won this game pretty handily, you know, 36 20, uh, 26. They did need a couple of last minute scores yeah. after a couple of Jimmy Garoppolo mistakes in the red zone. Um, he and it was be- after. Uh- the Cardinals led for a bit. Yes, that's what I'm saying. The the, the 49ers ended up storming back. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo could be this team's Achilles heel if he continues to make those stupid mistakes, interceptions in the red Good zone. Good thing we're talking about this now oh, instead no, of when I'll, Matt's I'll, I'll say it when Matt's here. I'll say it when Matt's here. I don't care. Hi, Matt. Um, but here's my thing, right? And I think you and I had had this discussion uh, off air. Okay. The Cardinals are showing me that they're a team that's maybe two years away. Yeah, contend. we did have this conversation. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think Fitzgerald can hold on those two years? No. Or do you think that they need to trade him to a contender? 
Because I can't see Larry Fitzgerald wearing any other jersey. No, I don't think he could wear any other jersey. But I don't think he... He's not going to ask for the trade. No, he's not going to ask for the trade. And I don't think he's going to hold on as long as like someone like Adrian Peterson has. Where he's still in the league after so many years. They were drafted in the same draft class. Yeah. But I don't think... Because Peterson's lasted this long. I think Peterson still has another two, three years. I think Fitzgerald's... I think next year might be his last year. I think... Because in my opinion, Fitzgerald is more of an athletic receiver than Peterson is a runner. Okay. Well, Peterson's always known for power. He's always been a power runner. You know what I mean? But Fitzgerald, what Fitzgerald does in the catches he makes when he does make them, I feel like they're a lot more taxing on him, in my opinion. Okay. I think Fitzgerald's about to have his swan song like Kurt Warner did. I think that this team is starting to tool up to become a true contender in the next two years, and I think Fitzgerald will still be here. Really? Yes. They have pieces in place. They got a running back now with Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Kyler Murray looks really good. Kyler Murray good. looks really, really and good. And that defense is solid. Yes. Did they give up 36 points and blow a lead today against the 49ers? Or last Sunday against the 49ers? Yeah, they did. Don't get me wrong. Um, But, I mean, Chandler Jones rushing on the outside. I think he leads the NFL yeah. in sacks. Um, they've got good They've got good bodies in the middle of that defense. And I think they're going to try to build that team the same way that they built the team when they went to the Super Bowl with Kurt Warner. Yeah. Also, with the Niners, uh, another point, they have a tough next three. They have a, Forget the next three, man. They're like, everyone... The 49ers are next year Chicago Bears. Yeah, you mentioned that off, yeah. off, uh, off no, air. No, they are. They're right now playing against teams that were at the bottom of every division last year. Yeah. Okay? That's now, who they're next playing. year, they have to play Now, they got to play the all tops. the ones. So, that means they're going to have to go against your... New Green Orleans, Bay Packins, Green Bay, New Orleans. They're already, I think, the, scheduled to play New England in the, New England. The um, either the Cowboys or the Eagles. You know what I mean? You're gonna have to face all those top teams. Plus, you're gonna have to yeah. go back through Murderers Row, which is the NFC West. The yeah. Rams are probably gonna be better next year because Todd Gurley may get healthy in the offseason. Yeah, Seahawks are always dangerous. Seahawks are and always Cardinals dangerous. are building, and the Cardinals are building. This is going to be a very tough division, and don't be surprised if you have a 49ers team that finishes the year 14 and 2, 13 and 3, who goes 7 and 9 next year or 8 and 8 next year. I think they're going to go 500. I think they're going to go either 8 and 8 or 9 and 7 and, next year. And the other thing, too, about this team. But Garoppolo, they're not going to make the playoffs next year. The, the, the thing about this team is Garoppolo's healthy. Yeah. If Garoppolo he's, gets hurt, he's he, fragile. Yeah. He's very fragile. We may be seeing Kaepernick in a 49ers jersey. Very, very, very possible. So, next game on the schedule on the docket. Hey, Raiders over the Bengals, 17-10. Tua Tank Bowl. Ain't happening. Tua's done. Yeah, I saw that. Dislocated hip. Yeah. All this tanking to get Tua, and what's happening? Yeah. And you're not even going to get a chance to have him now. Now, actually, I'm going to butt in right there. Um, I want to actually do your notes about this, and then I'll bring up what I want to mention about this. So, Gruden has really awakened this demon of a team and the Raiders, he's built a very good offense there. And you want to know what's the game that woke up these Raiders? That damn London game against the against Bears. Against the Bears, yeah. That turned their whole season around. Yeah, it did. Because they came back from London off the bye week. Yeah. And now they're essentially in a tie with the Chiefs for the top of the division. Yeah. And their next game against each other will determine who's going to win that the division. division. Yeah. The Raiders could win. The Raiders could win the, the AFC West. West. 
Think about that. Which after trading Khalil Mack last year. Yeah, look at how bad they were last year. Yeah. But I mean, one thing Gruden's always been able to do is he's always been able to build offenses. He's always sacrificed his defenses, but he's always been able to build offenses. Now, Just think about what he did in Tampa. Yeah. I mean, he had a Tony Dungy built that defense. That defense was ready, was primed, and he basically came in, built up an offense a little bit, and he faced the Raiders in the Super Bowl, and he knew their offensive playbook because Callahan didn't change anything. Yeah. He knew all the signs. Yeah. Now, going back to the Bengals. Oh, boy. You know who their next quarterback is going to be? Hold that thought, please. Okay. Hold that thought because I have a thing I want to talk about at the end of this. Okay. Because I had put something down about a specific guy, and we're two games away from it. Okay. All right? Here's a game for you. I'm not going to talk. Go ahead. Okay, so Patriots-Eagles. This game, in my opinion, was on the same boring level as the Super Bowl last year. Because nobody did anything in this game. Because the Patriots have no offense at all. And guess who's pissed off about it? Tom Brady. He is mad. Who is the one person that threw a touchdown pass in this game? Julian Edelman. Besides, so Carson Wentz threw a touchdown pass and Julian Edelman threw a touchdown pass. Wait, aren't they both wearing number 11? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know what the real funny thing about this? Is that when the Patriots aren't being set up by their defense, yeah. which they did get set up by their defense in this game, because yeah. their defense did force some turnovers and some mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, another thing we got to talk about, our mistakes. The thing about this Patriots offense is they need gadgetry and gimmickry in order to make themselves relevant and score. Yeah. They're struggling, man. They are struggling. They are missing Gronkowski. Which I loved how he trolled everybody in New England. Yeah, where that he was, was like, he so has a huge good. announcement, and then he just the I'm next day he announces party. he's gonna have a Super Bowl party, or he's gonna have some uh, super huge like tour yeah. that he's doing, yeah. or some concert I, he's I going to. I love how he trolled everybody. I'm so happy about that. It was he's funny. not coming back. No, not a chance. He, he's enjoying his life. Yeah, his CBD oils and let stuff him, like let that. him let Grunk be Grunk. Yep, just let him do his thing. Did you see what he did? He was a cheerleader for the Lakers one time. Oh, I didn't see he that. followed in the footsteps of Carmella. God. From a Patriot to WWE there you go. to the Lakers. What's next? Back to WWE. He's gonna win money in the bank. <laughs> He's gonna win the Royal Rumble. Um But I'm telling you something right now. This offense has no identity. No, they don't. They're lost. Yeah. Absolutely lost. Which, um, which and, and the for thing- a team that's what are they, 8-1 and one now or 9-1? 9-1. and one? Nine one. How? I told you, they beat it's up. It's because they played Swiss cheese teams. Yeah. they Their defense ate up garbage offenses and garbage teams. Yeah. And now that they're playing legitimate teams, what are they doing? Yeah. I can't wait for this week's game. Yeah, it's they're playing very, Dallas. It's going to be a very good game this week. Yeah. And and there's, and there's talks that Brady may not even play. Apparently, he's nursing some kind of injury or whatever. Yeah. But we'll get it's to first that. First time when, he's on his injury report. Yeah. We'll get to that when we get there. Um, Anything else, obviously, as an Eagles fan, do you have to talk about? One major, major missed opportunity to win that game was, the, was one of the last drives the Eagles had where the ball was in Aguilar's hands. Both toes down in the end zone, falling, and he bobbles it. That would have tied the game, or it would have put it 17 16. 
an extra point from Jake Elliott, which I'm going to say, sorry to say this, but we have a decent kicker. <laughs> we have a decent kicker. <laughs> um, Would have tied the game, probably sent it to overtime. Because that Patriots offense, they scored three field goals, which <laughs> Patriots have a decent-ish kicker. Well, the thing is, is the, all three of those field goals were in the red zone, too. Yeah, they were. We stopped him in the red zone, yeah. which is important. It is. That's how you. That's how you win games. And your only touchdown pass was from your wide receiver. Yep. So this week is really, really important for now, us. Now, let me ask you a question: Do Algalore and Jeffries have bricks for hands? Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yes, I just want to make sure. You know who our best receiver is? Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. You know who our number two is? Zach Ertz. Dallas Goddard. Oh, okay. I was just gonna say, just I was just gonna keep naming Zacharyts until yeah. we get to like ten or twelve, and then I finally eventually go to one of your receivers because it's it's Zacharyts, 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 and then Zacharyts. Dallas Goddard's there too. Zacharyts. Oh, yeah. Dallas. Oh, there's Zacharyts again. Yeah, Zacharyts. And then a running game which has been hurt all year. Oh yeah, and you because Deshaun's out, Darren Sproles is out. Which Deshaun's we done signed for the Desha- year, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we signed we signed Deshaun Jackson at the beginning of the year. Where the hell has he been? Well, he's been hurt. Well, yeah. But, like, he came back and he was eligible to play. They didn't put him in. Jay Ajayi. That's a huge signing for us. Because Jay Ajayi pretty much helped us win a Super Bowl yeah. against the New England Patriots. Yes, but that's also two years ago, man. He's not the same Jay Ajayi was two years ago. He has been playing. He's been all, he's been on a scrap heap. Why do you think nobody signed him in the offseason? I don't know. He's not NFL ready. They they brought him back because he's familiar with the offense, and they figured maybe he can give him a little bit of a spark towards the end of the season. Yeah, when they're gonna need him. Yeah, because right now they're chasing. Yeah, we're definitely chasing right now. Okay, um, Chiefs Chargers, Chiefs twenty four, Chargers seventeen. Um, another game in which LA was making a ton of mistakes, and it cost them more turnovers, more turnovers, more turnovers, more penalties, more penalties, more penalties. It really cost them. Now let me ask you this. Because you were talking about quarterbacks in Cincinnati and stuff okay. like that, I think Philip Rivers is done as a Charger. I okay. I don't think you'll. I, I I again, it's the whole Larry Fitzgerald thing. Seeing him in another jersey is just going to look weird. Yeah, but I think Philip. Well, Rivers another is done. one. Sorry to cut you off. Another one that looks weird in a different jersey. Jersey, who is in a different jersey right now? Joe Flacco. Yeah, yeah, but he's not playing. <laughs> no, but playing. like he, his number five in a Broncos jersey looks so weird. I know because I'm so used to it in the purple Ravens Ravens jersey yeah. or the black Ravens jersey. Yeah, no, I get it, but this one's really gonna look weird because Rivers has spent a long time in San Diego powder blue. You know what I mean? They dump. They got rid of Drew Brees because Philip Rivers was the next thing. Yeah, you gotta remember that. Really? I didn't realize that. Yeah, Drew and Brees, Brees went to New Orleans. Correct. That offseason, Brees was either going to go to New Orleans or to Miami. And Miami was scared off by... Remember we had the conversation a couple of weeks ago? Would you rather have a bad wing or a bad leg? Yeah. Okay. When Miami, when Miami traded for Dante Culpepper coming off an ACL oh, wow. injury, okay? They chose a guy with a bad leg versus Drew Brees, who had a bad wing. Who is probably one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's, he, he's the GOAT. When it yeah. comes to quarterbacks and statistics, he's the GOAT. Okay. He has he, he, he broke the he's the leader right now in all time um passing yards. I believe he's ready to he's about to pass Peyton Manning for touchdowns. Yeah. I think he has the he has completions, he has attempts. Um I think he's I think he's top five all time in um a quarterback rating. Yeah. I mean the guy the the guy's done it all. And yeah. he won a Super Bowl with yeah. New Orleans. Yeah. So 
Um, after Katrina. Yeah, after so Katrina. So it's a huge win. So the way I look at it, Rivers is done in L.A. As much as Dean Spanos doesn't want to admit it, Rivers is done. I have four teams. Four teams down. Maybe you want to add somebody, but I have four teams down that I think Philip Rivers will move on to. He's either going to be a Tennessee Titan. He's either going to be a Miami Dolphin. He's either going to be a Cincinnati Bengal, or he's going to be a Chicago Bear. Now I'm going to say he's not going to be a Bengal because the Bengals are going to use their number one pick on LSU quarterback Joe Burrow. Okay. Who is looking like the best quarterback in the ACC right now. Okay. SEC. SEC. He is the best college quarterback right now. Oh well, yeah, and he's because a, Tua is hurt. But he's a prototypical build quarterback. He's a big guy. Exactly. Big arm, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And he's he's moldable into any offense in my opinion. Ooh. I don't like saying that about any college quarterback. Yeah. I don't like saying but that. But he's moldable Success- but he can be into a Cincinnati offense because I see Joe Burrow as a very Andy Dalton-esque guy, okay, but better. Cincinnati offense. What is their offense? It's going to be built off-season. Hot garbage just thrown against the wall. See what the hell works. <laughs> see what sticks. Listen. Successful college quarterbacks, regardless when they come into the NFL, do you want to know how come they succeed? Why? Okay. Oh, I know why. Why? Because... They come in first, second, uh, first round, high picks generally, but that's because the team they're going to is hot garbage, so they have to play against low tier teams. Nope. No? Nope. Not at all. Because if that was true, Jamarcus Russell would have been one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. Number true. one overall pick, okay? <laughs> true. He was the biggest, biggest bust in NFL history. Teams who take quarterbacks who are willing to develop said quarterback do what John Harbaugh is doing right now for Lamar Jackson. Which isn't bringing him into the NFL and making him learn an NFL playbook. No, he's it's, building a team almost he, around him. He's building a playbook around his quarterback's strengths. Yeah. Let's just go down the list of some of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. We'll stop modern era. Tom Brady. Yeah. Okay. Tom Brady is a system quarterback. And if anybody out there has a problem with me saying that, you can hit me up. Yeah. He is a system quarterback. But the thing about Tom Brady was he was always a clutch winning quarterback in Michigan. Yeah. Okay, the end of his career in Michigan, he consistently was bringing that team back from behind in multiple games in big spots against Ohio State or against Michigan State or against Notre Dame which, or against USC. Which, it didn't matter. What does New England do? All they do is they come back. Yeah. Okay, and it's because you got you got Captain Clutch on the team. Now, what made Tom Brady successful at the beginning of his career? He was put into a system that mirrored what he did in Michigan, yep. highlighted his strengths, and allowed a defense to keep him and the team in the game. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. In 2007, when they built an offense and went balls to the wall, just trying to murder everybody and outscore everybody, Tom Brady was able to do that. But yeah. Tom Brady is not a deep ball passer. Ever since he hasn't had Randy no, Moss, not. he hasn't been a deep ball passer. No. Okay? He's not highly accurate on his deep balls. He's not like a Drew Brees where you can just drop it in on a dime. He's not that type of quarterback. He is a system quarterback and fight me, because that's what I have to say. Now let's go to the next quarterback, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning came into the NFL, came into an offense that was absolute hot garbage. They went 1-15. That was Indy, right? Indy. Indianapolis Colts. Yep. The Colts. They fired their coach, Jim Mora. They bring in Tony Dungy. And what does Tony Dungy do? He builds an offense around his strengths. His quarterback 
helps build the offense that turned Indianapolis into what they were. We talk about three-headed monsters. There was a four-headed monster in Indy at that time. Reggie Wayne. Actually, let's call it a five-headed monster. Dallas Clark, Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison, Edron James, and Peyton Manning. Yeah. And they built that team and that offense around Peyton Manning's strengths, which is he's a field general. He's going to be able to look. He's going to be able to check. He's going to get people into the right positions. And bang, that's what he's able to do. Yep. Okay? Aaron Rodgers. Definitely. Okay? Aaron Rodgers. Right now we can see his struggles learning a new offense because he's been in one offense his entire career. It was Mike McCarthy his entire career. But what did Aaron Rodgers able to do? Aaron Rodgers was able to sit back and learn from Brett Favre for a couple of years. Yeah, he was. He was able to learn from one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history for a couple of years before Green Bay decided to move on and go to the future. Yeah. Okay? Look at that same draft, Alex Smith. Alex Smith was taken number one overall. Number one overall. Alex Smith has had a very good career. Everyone wants to dog him, right? Number one overall pick. He, he's he been on multiple, multiple, multiple teams. Alex Smith has had a good career. Once he was able to get into an offense, that used his strengths. He was an RPO quarterback who liked to use read options, who liked to throw short intermediate routes, liked to get the ball out of his hand quick. What was San Francisco doing at that time when he got drafted? West Coast offense, spread him out, guys rushing at him. He couldn't handle it. He just couldn't do it. Yeah. What does what does what does Alex Smith go and do now? Oh, that's right. Last year he was playing for the Chiefs. Who was he molding? Who did he help mold? Hmm. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Okay. Andy Reid knew Patrick Mahomes' strengths. Yeah. Using the RPO, having a guy who's very good with the RPO teaching Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Okay. I can continue to go down this list. Whether it's Joe Montana, whether it's Brett Favre, whether it's Steve Young, whether it's Terry Bradshaw, whether it's Dan Marino, Jim Kelly, Troy Aikman, all these quarterbacks who have come out of college into the NFL, who have succeeded, have had head coaches and offensive game plans that mirrored or built on their strengths. They weren't asked to come in and learn a whole new system. And that is where you're going to have the problem with someone like you're saying, the kid from LSU. If the Bengals are going to draft this kid, they're going to kill this kid. They're going to kill any quarterback because yeah. they're in such turmoil right now. They're a team that are about to go 0-16. They're going to go 0-16. Yeah. The worst thing that they could do, the worst thing that they could do is draft a kid. Is draft this kid. It would kill the kid's psyche. It would it would kill the team again. And they'll be right back at this. Because he'd be excited to play for the NFL, but he's like, oh, wait. Oh, God. I've got to I'm go to Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? A team that just fired Marvin Lewis, who was their head coach last year. Um, who's a head coach forever. You got yeah. rid of him. You bring in this new guy who hasn't really done anything. He's about to go 0-16. You know what I mean? He's going to be fired at the end of the season. Most likely. Most likely he's going to be fired. And that, 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 that's sad because the kid's not even given a, a true opportunity. Yeah. It, I don't know how else to put it. But back to Phillip Rivers. So you have four teams. You've already eliminated the Bengals. So now you've got the Dolphins, you've got the Titans, and you've got the Bears. I think he finds himself in blue and orange. I think so as well, because I think they're going to bring him in as competition for Trubisky. For Trubisky, yeah, because Trubisky's going to see this veteran quarterback come in, who could probably take the team to ten and six, eleven and five, and he's going to be like, "Oh, I got to stuff my ass up." Now, my only problem with Rivers is he reminds me of a lot of a lot of another quarterback that we brought in and we traded for. Who'd be that? Jay Cutler. 
Yep. He's very gun- much so. He's a gunslinger who makes a lot of mistakes. Yeah. That's my only thing. That's my only thing that scares me about Philip Rivers. Again, Dean Spano says that Rivers isn't going anywhere. He says he's going to be a charger for life. But we'll at see. some point, at some point, you're kind of going to have to move on because that team, honestly, it, it's in a weird place. They're a team just like the Broncos. They should have such a better record, but they keep making stupid mistakes. And yeah. really, the, the 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 main bandit for these stupid mistakes is Ben Phillip Rivers. He has to force balls because he has to make plays. Yeah. So, we will see. Now, uh, I'm just going to sit back rant, rant, rant. and let Davey rant, rant on this rant. game. I am, I'm actually not going to do much. I'm really not. Uh, all I'm going to say is uh, Nagy needs to get his head out of his ass. Okay? Set, this, is, this, this, was a, this was a winnable game, dude. Yeah, it was. This was a winnable game. Because the, LA, the Rams are not the Rams of last uh, year. You start the game and you actually produce an opening drive. And then Pinheiro misses the kick wide left. Yep. First play out from scrimmage for the f- for the Rams. Todd Gurley fumbles, and the Bears get the ball right back. Yep. You then drive again, get yourself into the exact same spot you just were where you missed the field goal, and go for it on fourth and nine. Yep. Miss fourth and nine. The Rams then get the ball, drive down the field. Oh, and Goff throws an interception on a beautiful play by Roquan Smith. Beautiful play by Roquan Smith. That kid's that kid's that kid is such a talent. Him and Darius Leonard are going to be the talk for top middle linebackers uh, for this generation. You know, Luke Luke Keekley from uh, um, Carolina. Carolina. He's he's kind of um, almost an elder statesman at this point. Um, you have Van Der Esch yeah, from um, Dallas, who's in the same discussion as your uh, Roquan Smith and. Uh, Leonard from Indianapolis, but those are going to be the guys you're going to be talking about because those are the guys who you can build a defense around. Yeah. Oh, wait. Then the Bears take the ball, and again they drive. They go down the field. And now they're at a spot for a 47-yard field goal. So you didn't. So you went for a 48. You missed. You were set up again for another field goal, opted to go for it on fourth and nine. And then you come out, and now you try a 47-yard field goal, and the kid pushes it wide right. You iced your own kicker, and you froze your quarterback. That was it. I said it when we were in Philly. I've said it for the last couple of weeks. Matt Nagy is a jackass. He is icing his own team. Because because they're not letting him. They're not letting the offense who can perform when they're running the correct plays and the correct formations run said formations. A.K.A. The Eye. Power Eye. I mean, this is a team last year. Reason why Trubisky, I think, was number two for QBR last year was he was protected by a running game, a ground game. Yeah, it was. He had an offensive playbook that was very dumbed down for him, and he utilized his strengths. We were just talking about quarterbacks. Trubisky's going to get called a bust because his head coach... Changed everything on him in year two in the offense. They opened up the playbook, they expanded it, and they're doing a bunch of things that Trubisky isn't comfortable with. That's it. 
And it's yeah. not fair to the kid. It's not fair to the kid whatsoever because he's being scapegoated. Dude, he dropped a dime to, to Tariq Cohen for that touchdown pass. Back shoulder. Yeah. Dropped a dime. Now, don't get me wrong. He missed many throws in the game. He missed many throws. And there were many opportunities. But there's going to be one play call, one play call that told me that Matt Nagy has lost faith on this season. Third and one, and you run a freaking read option to the short side of the field with the weak side block with a quarterback who had a quote-unquote hit pointer leading the read option. You didn't think that he wasn't going to just pitch that ball? Everyone read the play that he was going to pitch the ball. Five-yard loss on third and one. Yeah. Why are you running that play? Why are you not lining up in power eye with Holtz as your tight end? I mean, I'm sorry, Holtz as your fullback. Um, Bren, Ben Bronick, who's having a good couple of games, lining up at your tight end and running it strong side and getting the, and getting the yard. Giving it to David Montgomery and getting the yard. Yeah. Nagy needs to get out of his own way. Nagy needs to be a head coach. Okay, he's missed way too many things this year. He needs to be a head coach, not an OC. Exactly. He wants to be an offensive coordinator. Get out of town. Okay. Yeah. Essentially, I, we don't need an offensive coordinator. We need a head coach right now. Okay. Does Matt Nagy get fired? No, up he does not. Scene? He does not. He does not. I'll tell you right now. Some of the stupid moves that he did with pulling Trubisky at the end of that game, he basically almost signed the fact that uh, Ryan Pace is getting getting dodged out of town. You know what I mean? He basically is just trying to protect himself. Oh, look, it's not me. It's the quarterback, and I'm not the guy yeah. who drafted the quarterback. It's the guy upstairs who drafted the quarterback. Yeah. The, dude, it is it is unfair to Ryan Pace. Ryan Pace is definitely missed on, on several draft picks. But why is this defense as well-built as it is? Because of Ryan Pace. Ryan Pace is the one who brought in all this talent, okay? Ryan Pace is the one who made sure that Kyle Fuller got re-signed. He's the guy who made sure he brought in Buster Screen. He brought in Akeem Hicks. He brought in Roquan Smith with a draft pick. He brought in Kyle uh, Khalil Mack with a trade. He drafted Eddie Jackson in the third round. He drafted Adrian Amos, who he allowed to walk so this way he could dra- he could sign HaHa Clinton Dix, who's having a great season. I don't think that Mitch Trubisky is as bad as he is this year. It's just the play calling. The play calling is the problem. Because Mr. Bisky, he's not an all-world quarterback. He's not a MVP discussion. But he's a solid 10-6, and 11-5 quarterback. It's just the play calling is not helping him. No, it's not. It's not. They're, they're doing... Matt Nagy's doing no justice to Mitchell Trubisky. And you want to talk about sacking someone's confidence, dude? Pulling him out of the game with three minutes to go when you're only down 10 points. You tell me you couldn't have mounted, you couldn't have figured out an offensive game plan to get yourself back into that game. You're only down ten, and you successfully recovered two onside kicks already this year. And and he essentially makes the kid feel bad, like, oh, this is your fault. Exactly. When man. it's when it's his dumbass play calling. Yep. That's all I have to say, man. I mean, there's so much more I want to rant on about this game. So but that just... basically finishes the game discussion. Yeah. Let's just real quickly go over the standings. Okay. And you said you had three divisions that are super close. Three divisions that are super close. All right. So here we go. NFC North, you got Green Bay Packers who are eight and two, Vikings who are eight and three, Bears who are four and six, and the Lions who are three, six and one. Two teams are coming out of that division, I think now. Um, Green Bay I, and the Vikings. I think I think Green Bay is still gonna win that division, but it is still tight. South, you have the Saints at eight and two, Panthers five and five, Falcons three and seven, and Bucks three and seven. This division's locked up. It's over. Saints are winning this. Saints division. got that, yeah. Okay. AFC, uh, NFC East. Cowboys six and four, Eagles five and five, Giants two and six, Redskins one and nine. This division two and eight. Two and eight. I'm sorry. Two and eight. Um, and Redskins one and nine. This division is going to come down to the Eagles Cowboys game next week, right? Uh, it's in I think three weeks. Oh, three weeks. Okay. Yeah. Division's coming down to that. Yeah. Because we teams, have we have three divisional games in our last four. Yeah. These teams should pretty much be alternating wins and losses here on out. Yeah. We'll talk about the Cowboys Patriots game. 
Yeah. We're probably both going to have different thoughts on that yeah. game. But um, both these teams should essentially be coming in with two more wins and one more loss coming into that game in three weeks. Yeah. That's the way it should be coming down, okay? So essentially, the team that comes out of that game, they're going to be tied yeah. if the Eagles can somehow steal a win. Yeah. But if they're tied, those last couple of weeks are really going to be determining yeah. of who wins that division. Yeah. Moving on, you have the NFC West, which has the Niners at 4-1. Seahawks nine at eight and, and two. Oh, I'm sorry, nine and one. Seahawks at eight and two. Rams at six and four, and the Cardinals at three seven and one. There's two coming out of that division. There's two. To, there's two coming out of that division, and the Seahawks are going to win the division. Yeah, I was going to say it could flip flop. Yeah, it could flip flop throughout the season, but I think Seattle is going to be the one that comes up out of top. Correct. Uh, now we go to the North. You got the Ravens at eight and two, Steelers at five and five, Browns at four and six, and the Bengals who are hot garbage. Ravens have that in lock. Oh yeah, that that division's over. Yeah. Okay, so it's two divisions mm-hmm. we know that are done. Yeah. Okay. Here's a division that I think there's going to be a lot of shuffling towards the end of the season. Now, I did not reflect the Thursday night game that just happened last night, okay? But if we put in the Thursday night game, the Texans are 7-4, and four, the Colts are 6-5, and five, the Titans are 5-5, five and five, and the Jaguars are 4-6. and six. The Jaguars just got Nick Foles back. The Jaguars' defense has been playing pretty good. Um, the Titans just are coming off their bye week. They had their bye week last week. The Colts are still the Colts, and I don't trust the Texans. So this division, it's anybody's game. Yeah, it's, this this is the tightest division right now. Yes, it most certainly is. I think um, as much as I don't trust the Texans, I think the Texans will win this division. Um, I think it could go to the Colts. It could go to the Colts, but they just lost the head-to-head yesterday. Yes. So um, we'll have to continue to watch it, but only one team's coming out of this division. Yeah. Only one. Because... Two are coming out of the AFC East. Again, the Bills could play themselves out of a playoff spot. Very, very true. But two are definitely coming out of the West. Yeah, 100%. We'll go to the, we'll go to the East. Pats are 9-1. and one, Bills are 7-3. and three, Jets are 3-7. and seven, Dolphins are 2-8. and eight. Um, Pats are going to win this division. That's a lock. Yeah, the, pretty much. They already have the head-to-head win <laughs> over the Bills. So, yeah, that division's over. The West... Chiefs seven and four, Raiders six and four, Chargers four and seven, Broncos three and seven. I think Chiefs and Raiders could flip flop, but I think they the could. Chiefs will take that division. See, I didn't have the Chiefs making the playoffs to begin with. Yeah. So I have a funny feeling that the Raiders may overtake this division. I really do. Okay. And um, then the Chiefs will take the they number may one take wild card the, spot. They may take the second wild card spot. Correct. And that's where um, the South and the East is going to be very interesting because yeah. if if the if the Colts can get on a roll or the Titans can get on a roll, then they could really stop making some and the changes. Bills start losing. Yeah, well, like I said, they're not the same team that they were. No, you know, they're not whatsoever. All right, let's do uh, next week's head-to-heads. Yes. And that'll probably call this episode quits. Yeah. All right, so let me pull out the schedule. Good old schedule for next schedule. week. Schedules. All right. Buccaneers-Falcons. At Falcons. I'm going to say Atlanta. So am I. I'm going to go with Atlanta. Broncos, Bills. Broncos are going to cost themselves this game. It's going to be the Bills. Bills are going to win that yeah. game. Giants, Bears. Bears, you should take this game. Okay. I, I We should, but, I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm going to go with the Bears. Steelers, Bengals. Steelers. Steelers. Browns, Dolphins. Browns. Really? You think so? Yeah. Okay. If, how's this? If the Browns lose this game, Freddie Kitchens get fired. Yeah. Okay. Browns will win this game. Panthers, Saints. Saints. Okay. Jets, Raiders. Raiders. Okay. Now, if the Raiders win this game, they'll be 7-4. and four. The Chiefs are off. 
They play each other next the week. The week after. Wow, that'll be huge. Okay. That'll be a game to watch. Yes, it will. Lions and Redskins. Man, talk about a bond burner. I have Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Redskins are hot garbage as well. Seahawks, Eagles. Now, as an Eagles fan... I know, you haven't gone 16-0 every year. It's okay. Yeah, I have the Eagles winning. But I think Seattle loses this game. Or Seattle wins this game. Okay. You, in your next three, this has to be your only loss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you can't go into the Cowboys game down two games. No. You have to be down exactly where you are right now. But considering this, if we don't include the Cowboys game, is our last tough game of the year. Because mm-hmm. we play the Giants twice, the Skins once, and the Finns once. Mm-hmm. So those should be four easy wins. Okay. You we could end this season. What are we right now? We're five and, and five. Five and five. We could finish this season nine and seven and not win the division, and I'll be happy. We finish over five hundred. Okay. Okay. I mean, but I'd, if we can finish ten and six and win the division, I'll be fine. Okay. You're still gonna get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. Oh well, yeah, but at least if we end the season over five hundred, that's all I care about. Okay. At this point. Okay. <laughs> we started so I, we started so poorly. I want. I just want to be five hundred. We started one and two. I want, I, we started so poorly. I just want to be over five hundred, and that's and that's saying something when we started the season three and one. Yeah. Ridiculous. Jaguars Titans at the Titans. I'm pretty sure. In the pick of my pick, Tennessee in this game. Yeah, t- Titans are at home. Cowboys, Patriots. Patriots. Cowboys. Okay. It's a real team. Patriots aren't going to beat a real team. They're not. Packers, 49ers. Pack. Pack. This Pack, is, take that game. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't give you my Seattle pick. Seattle. This yeah. is where Seattle takes the division. Because yeah. the Packers are going to beat the 49ers. Seattle will beat the Eagles. Seattle will be on top of the division. Yep. Well, technically they won't because they have the loss head-to-head against the 49ers. Yeah. But they, that's, they'll, they'll take that division. They'll take the division. Monday Night Football. Ravens, Rams. I have Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. With, with Almost without a doubt in that game. Yeah. Because the, if I, LA was LA from last year, it'd be a completely different ball game. Buddy. The Rams did everything last week to let the Bears win. Yeah. Sit. What else you want me to say? Yeah. What else you want me to say? Well, what I want to say is this has been a very, very fun episode of football talk because that's exactly what it has been is football talk. Yes. For nearly an hour. Yes. And we went really into depth about this week in football and it was a lot of fun. Yes, it was. So, if you guys have any comments, questions, concerns, otherwise, uh, let us know. If you guys want to call us out on any of our picks, if you want to call us out on any of our, on of our uh, predictions. predictions or our results or our reviews of the games, and please do down below. Keep in mind, December 18th to the 30th, I will not be here. Yes, we mentioned so this we, in yesterday's uh, wrestling episode. So, so we will have most likely we'll a have sit an open in. seat. Yes, there will be an open seat if someone would like to come fill it. JJ, Brian. JJ, Brian, Matt, anybody. Matt, anybody. Come on. Somebody fill in. I need to hear another voice while I'm in Germany. Yeah, if not, we'll be doing most likely pre-recorded stuff or I'll be sitting here alone. With a mirror. With a mirror, which will be interesting. It will. Because. No, if you Chance. Guys, have Chance sit down here with yeah, you. Yeah, I'll have my dog sit down here. Um. If you can't tell, the sports show is very heavily car- uh, carried by Dave. Yes. Because this is Dave's... Uh, Love, passion. This is his passion. Wrestling is mine, but wrestling and production is mine. 
So that's why I really like doing this show. Even though I might have different ideas from Dave and a little bit less knowledge in wrestling because I ha- I am much younger. Uh, why do you have to go to the H thing, dude? Sorry. Um, anyhow, uh, I think that's going to call this episode uh, that. So I think we only have two words for him. Doinks out. Doinks out.